Hi, and welcome to Talking With Cancer. I'm Katie. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us today. So grab a coffee or a tea. In your favourite mug. Let's get settled down and begin this week's conversation. Hello. Hi, darling. Wow. Can What's you hear happened? me? Yeah. You can. Okay. These are the, the, I don't even know where these earphones came from. But anyway, I can't. Wait, what happened to the unboxing? Oh, uh, like, of course, I, of course, I haven't got the right attachment. Oh, yeah, I know. And you could have had, you could have, <laughs> had, you could have had this. Yeah. Now you've got this. So these probably came off like an airline in the 1980s or something. I mean, oh, I've no well done. I have no idea where I got these from. Um, right, my love. Um, so I was just listening back. And um, so you are... 10 days into today when I take them this evening so I take them every evening will be day 11 day yeah 11. and okay. they said he said seven to ten days to see a change yeah yeah so I can't remember when I last spoke to you was I feeling any different from no them? you weren't I think so that was kind of I think that's what you were bracing yourself for like you'd close the door on one chapter of the the journey towards getting your getting your treatment and getting the drugs and then you, we were talking about the potential side effects and stuff that you might experience from being, yeah, being on them. And so, no, I don't think anything, as far as I was aware, or you were aware, nothing had kicked in yet. Like right. You okay. Have any of the side effects? Yeah. Okay. So, so in terms of what I'm feeling with the treatment working, yeah, I I haven't coughed for probably four days, which is unbelievable. Wow. I put my nebulizer back in its little carry case and I put it in my wardrobe. Um, and Dinch said to me, have you been using the nebulizer? I said, no, I haven't used it for about three or four days. So not only is that amazing in relation to what's going on inside my body with the cancer, because clearly I, I knew the lymph nodes were pushing against my windpipe and that was causing the coughing. Yeah. So clearly they've, they're not pushing against my windpipe anymore. Yes. Therefore, they've shrunk. But so that's amazing in light of the cancer. But that's also amazing in light of the fact that I've been coughing for five months. Yeah. And to have a reprieve from it. So yeah. Think, yeah. And what that, you know, and also what would happen was when I lay down, I don't know if I told you this. I don't think I did. I yeah. could hear like a crackling sound in my throat, like air crackling. I, I still don't really know what that actually was it must have again be like repositioning and the lymph swollen lymph nodes the cancerous lymph mm. nodes moving it, you know kind of it was very uncomfortable it was very strange feeling it was like eh, but like in my throat <laughs> um and also you know I would go to bed at night and when I lay down as well I would be coughing and right. coughing and coughing yeah. and coughing and if I turned in the night I would start coughing and usually I would wake in the night to cough. Usually mm -hmm. around five or six, I'd wake up and I'd be coughing and coughing. So that's incredible that I don't have that. Yeah. And that's a sign of internal. The yeah. external signs are my neck is starting to be more defined than it was and the swelling's gone down. Yeah. Um, and actually the lump that, was kind of like the, the first culprit at the back at the side of my neck is reducing. That's incredible. It feels, it's amazing. It feels so quick. It, like 
I know you said it works and like, but, but I mean, and I, and I, but to, to, for you to be registering all these changes so quickly feels amazing. Isn't it amazing, Claire? Yeah. Because I think it's amazing because let's say, you know, if you take antibiotics, you take a course of five or six or seven days or whatever. And then at the end of it, you kind of feel better, don't you? I mean, I'm not a big antibiotics taker, but, but like I can see the changes as the days are passing. Yeah. Wow. Which is really, really incredible. I did also have less definition around my collarbones. There must have been a lot of swelling here. And I remember saying it was very sore and it was. Mm. And I had some lumps over my left collarbone, which have definitely reduced. Mm. Um, I'm starting to touch my neck more. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't doing that at all, remember? And I yes. feel less scared of it. It's because part of you. You're reclaiming it as part of you again. That's it. I'm reclaiming it as part of me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I started looking at photos. I started looking back at photos Mm -hmm. to remember what my neck looked like before, because, you know, when something changes gradually over time, you maybe don't notice it changing, you know, Mm -hmm. and also you might look in the mirror at certain things on your body. You don't really look at, I never really looked at my neck. Like, oh, how's my neck neck looking today? Oh, looking good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's such a visible part of you. So I was looking back at photos and I was thinking, wow, like I had a really defined neck. I had so much definition around my collarbone. I had a slightly hollow um, area, like area in between the two collarbones at the bottom of my neck. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I was kind of shocked at how much it had changed without me really noticing those stages of change. Yeah, and you hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed. And do you know what I did? I actually started an Instagram page. What's the handle? Okay, so it's talking underscore with cancer. And it's really weird. Again, like, why did I do that? And again, it's about keeping a more, I guess, a more visible record of things and also realising that, like, there's sort of, again, that it's another outlet, I guess, for people. Mm. Things that never occurred to me, people are saying. People are saying what's amazing is that if ever one day we or I or, you know, was struck with something like this, I kind of would have better a better approach to it because yeah. of hearing you and then another friend saying that his friend someone in their family had it and they don't they don't even use the word cancer in the home like they don't even talk about it using that word Mm. and I suddenly felt like wow you know what I find quite easy you know which is talking um is perhaps letting people see that like you can talk about it and also talk about it in in a certain way a way that that's not scary and threatening and yeah. doom and gloom. Yeah. So yesterday I found myself walking the dog in Kenwood and it was beautiful. And, you know, it was interesting actually, because I always park in the same place mm. and there was no parking space. And I thought, oh, that's so annoying. I've got to go into the car park and find a space and put, find a way to get service to put the yeah. parking app on. And I did it and I went a completely different route. And I ended my walk sitting on a bench looking at the most beautiful magnolia tree. And I thought, you know what? And this actually, again, makes me feel emotional. Like, we always want to stick to the same things. Yeah. And then we always see the same things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we like those habits. Yeah. But what if you see something different from yeah. a different place? And it was just 
Kenwood became like with the swimming, it became a completely different place to be. Yeah. 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 But while I was there, I thought I'd better take some photos for my Instagram. <laughs> The gram, the hungry gram is always after you. Content creator, content creator. I wouldn't. And it was what I like. Caught myself doing it, taking pictures of Monty, yeah. and take. I thought, what, what am is, I doing? Yeah, I'm taking myself. What out am I doing? Life. Yeah. So, I told Dinch, look, I started Instagram page. I said, please don't let me become obsessed with it. Please, please. It's not in your nature, Katie. I can't imagine. I can't imagine you becoming some sort of like I don't know. It's another, I think it's, an, I've, it, you know, I've got to be strict myself and keep cracking in why am I doing it? But it's it's another record and it's more visual than I, I was gonna perhaps say, what this is. It's helpful for people who's, like your preferred medium is, 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 is talking and recounting, but other people's is like absorbing it in a visual way, in their own way, like scrolling or, you know. How, yeah, you know. exactly, exactly. Um, and that, that, that's fine, you know. If I, so... So, yeah, so that's what I started doing. I started looking back on my phone and looking at these photos and seeing, you know, again, it's that question, how do we feel about our bodies? Like, why are we so obsessed with how our bodies look on Mm -hmm. the outside? Like, it's so important what they're doing on the inside, you know. I mean, it's so interesting. Who who makes us feel that our bodies should be a certain way and look a certain way? The difference between aesthetics, isn't it? Aesthetics and health and well-being and inner peace and inner health rather than like outer looks. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, it was, and it was funny because my friend asked me the other day, have I, have I grieved? Have I been grieving? And I said, no, because I still have my life. I yes. still have my lovely home and my lovely friends and my family and my husband and my dog and my high street and all the things yes. that I love about my life. I have those yes. things. I do. I wonder as well if right now, like, I don't know, and it happens in crisis, but you're more in touch with the wonder, you know, like you're more in touch with the awe, you're more in touch with like the beauty, the beauty of life, like, you know, seeing yeah. a spectacular magnolia tree on, on um, and having the time to appreciate it or feeling it differently. Totally. Or, or knowing totally. what it, or, or being more receptive to what it can give you as well because of, of where you're at. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that was the thing about trying to take a photo in a beautiful yeah. place was like, I'm taking myself away from, because I've got to capture it and I've got to get the phone out and I've got to, oh, and he looked funnier. The dog looked better before. And am I going to get the same look? Oh, the light's out now. It's great. And then you're not in the moment. And that's it. I'm very, I am in the moment. I have to be in the moment because I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow, you know? So it is interesting being in the moment. Very interesting. And you know what it meant to be in the moment before I had cancer versus what it means to be in the moment now and, I have and what, cancer. And what did it mean to be in the moment now? Was that more like you weren't walking the talk as much or you kind of got it, but you didn't practice it or you knew, yeah, what was your relationship with that sort of? It's slight, there's a slight epiphany to it mm-hmm. because we talk about it all the time, don't we? Being present, be yeah. mindful, be in the moment. Yeah. But to really, really practice that, it's a, it's really hard. But 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 it's important. It's important for me because if I am not in this moment, I can be in all sorts of scary scenarios, and I can be in all sorts of yeah. fear and anxiety. And really, it's about 
you know, there's a lot of trying to control, isn't there? And I think that's the thing, you know, and Dinch said that to me yesterday. He said, I can't control this, Katie. And it's it's just so hard. And I said, but you can't control anything. Yeah, it's an illusion, isn't it? We think we can, but, you know, all of these things, plans and controls, we think we can, but, yeah. That's it. You think you can and you can't. Yeah. And so it's 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 like, I actually want to be in the moment, whereas I think pre-cancer, you say you do, but you don't really, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that was my experience of it. And, you know, I think what was really interesting, this friend who I had around on Saturday, who's honestly a bit of a guru, she really is, you know, she's lived a life and she's super smart and, you know, she's, she teaches yoga and she practices yoga, but not, not because the universe told her to, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> she's got her feet firmly on the ground and, you know, she, she talked about a lot of things, but the grieving and the being in the moment and being present. And I said to, you know, it's really interesting, like (sighs) practicing this stuff, you know, it's hard work. And I've done like the odd course here and there, or, you know, a retreat here and there. And, you know, in that environment, you can practice that stuff really well. Yeah. But as we all say, we all say on those retreats, how do I do this in the world? Yeah. And she made the point that these practices and this way of life, it's not, it's not created in the Western world. Mm. So we want a quick fix. Mm. That is all around us. We want a quick fix. We want a quick, we want to do a meditation and suddenly feel like we've mm. rinsed our brain out and we're yeah. often ready to live our life. Yeah. No, it is a practice. It's a life, it's a lifetime. Yeah. And that's what she says and she talks about, which is really interesting when you think about it that the longevity you need and the yeah, commitment and, you need and so yeah you're, how do you bring yourself to that sort of steady state where you can receive the world as it actually is and and I and I wonder as well because it, life is slower for you in some ways now yes very much very slow yeah changing I don't know making moments longer making days longer that you've got you can yeah yeah you are more in the moment by nature of not like racing through time yeah exactly exactly well I think look the thing about perception is that that's my job my job is to manage perception so interesting yeah 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 in a way you know working in PR and working with people you know how are they perceived Mm. and what can I do to help them be perceived in a certain way so there's that, and it's quite an interesting, it's quite an, you know, that's that's an interesting um, job to have and something to, to to think about. But but perception for me, I mean, I did a creative visualization, positive thinking course. I did a three-month course years ago yeah. because I realized that I, you know, I was in my late 30s and I was single and I just you know, I wasn't meeting the right guys and I've been single mm. for a long time. And I could not see men as being committed, mm-hmm. loving, kind, nurturing people. I mean, I wasn't a man hater, but I just, I couldn't see that that a man could be that to me. Mm. And I, I did a course which was very much about what did I want in love and in a partner? And I started to see committed, nurturing, loving, kind, fathering men 
around me. I'm just talking about down the street. You know, even I would walk past, I remember walking past um, a house and it was like a bay window on the street and there was a family and there was a dad and there was a mum and there was a kid or two kids and the father was like making supper. Mm. And I saw it and I saw him and I'm just, I'm just saying like how you choose to see the world is how the world treats you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you look for and you could uh, like, yeah, it's how yeah. the and I do believe in that, in that perception. And so I think like living with cancer and how I live with cancer is about how I see it, you know, and how I, I see, I see now, I mean, I did see before, but I see relationships and friendships and, you know, as incredibly loving and kind and supportive and caring. I see that everywhere. I actually see, I see that around me a lot, you know, feel it differently now as well like yeah but also it. just people you know just people that you interact with yeah you know I bought I bought myself a plant from M&S the other day and the woman just said oh I, I haven't been smiled like that at like that for such a long time and I didn't even realize I was doing it and it was like oh you know let's interact here and she told me about her plant that she bought and how great it was and I don't know so and maybe because I've got again more time I'm not rushing off to go somewhere yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of like a lot of changing in my mindset and still this idea of what's the meaning of all of this, you know, what's the meaning, which I don't know, maybe that is unraveling. You know, the other thing for me about being it just sitting in time is that I'm not, hang on, but I'm not making things happen. Yeah. Like that's really yeah. hard. I'm not doing things to make things happen. And I'm like, let things just happen to me. That yeah. That's also a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot um, of kind of gradual and slow and meaningful change happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, going back to the grieving question, Mm -hmm. which I said no, quite no, I said no quite quickly. I'm not grieving. Mm -hmm. When I was looking at these pictures, I was grieving, actually. When I was looking back and recollecting, I was. And I do have grief because pictures of me and Dinch on holiday when my neck looked better and thin and thinking, oh, you know, I was so naive. Like, did I even have cancer then? Yeah. So I do, I think, when I think about it, I know what she means and there is grief. There is grief for a time where... You didn't have this. or I didn't have this. And appreciate not having it as well, you know. That's it. And it's like, I feel like I was naive and I was simple and things were simple, but actually... I was still going through stuff. You know, we all are like I was. And so I think you can um, create a bit of make-believe as well. Yeah. 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 And you I think you have a bit of a hard time unnecessarily. Yeah. I'm not going to romanticize that life was, everything yeah. was yeah. rosy and suddenly this happened. Like life, this is part of life. That's yeah. so, <clears throat> so yes. Going back to, because um, I know we jumped yeah, around, Insta, but that's good. Insta page. This is, this is that, yeah. So the Insta page, but also the treatment. Yes. The more importantly, the treatment. Oh, yeah, of course, the treatment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, we've, we've, we've been sucked into the ground already. It's already taken over. Um, <laughs> yes, the treatment. So t- 
10, or 11 days in by tonight and then when do you go would you do they do they go back and do you have to go back into hospital and they check you or they do yeah so I'm going to come on to the funky side effects as well okay. so that's what I'm feeling in terms of the treatment working you yes. know it's all, and the other thing is the rib you know that, I, I'm aware of something there it's like a little weight there a little tiny weight but I mean it's nothing like the pain I was having you know mm. awful pain um, it's good to hear. So relieved. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good. It's a real relief. I know that these drugs are working because yeah. I can feel it and you I can feel it see in your it. Body. Yeah, you can feel it and you can That's see it. That's amazing. It. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. So the side effects. Actually, what I had really from early on, and I think I talked about this last week, is a very strange taste. So yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's funny because when I tell Dinch my side effects, he's literally like, "I think you know, fine." Okay, so you've got side effects. Yeah. Like, all I worry is anything with your heart. But other than that, I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take them in. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the sympathy gone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, really, really strange. My tongue is like furry. My lips are tickly. Different things taste different. Nothing really tastes how it should taste. And I'm still not sure what... I can and can't taste. It's a very strange thing. It's like things taste bitter. Really? Yeah, but you know, I'm still eating. I'm <laughs> eating loads, even though I can't really taste anything. It's really weird. And I don't know if that will wear off and I don't know why that's there. And obviously I'll go next week, which I'll come Find on out. to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have um, like my limb, my arms and my legs feel like I've just got off a really scary roller coaster. Oh, like, like sort of like jiggle, jiggly and like a bit jittery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like they could go at any minute. Yeah. And I, I so, sort of slightly lose my balance sometimes, just kind of like catch myself a little bit. I might, um, I was telling my friend that I might get hallucinations and he's a big mushroom okay. taker. Yeah. So he, he thought that that was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't had... Not real hallucinations. My shelf in my bathroom looked like it was tilting a bit. I don't know if that was it. Um, Is that so, a subsidence? Which would you rather? You know. Oh God, don't give me subsidence. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> so um, yeah, so a bit, bit wobbly, and then like I get the odd kind of shooting pain in my head. Okay. Um, Again, like all of these things, I hope are side effects. You know, yeah, like some yeah, of them yeah. feel a bit extreme, and then I get worried about that. And I think, no, it's 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 the it's the drugs. So, um, so yeah, all the kind of things that they said I might get. Yeah, I think I'm getting. Um, and then I go on Tuesday. So on Tuesday, I go my my doctor, Prof Sanjay Popat's actually yeah. away. Okay. So I go to his kind of clinic, and I see someone else, and. I tell them what I'm feeling and I think they might take my bloods. Mm -hmm. Um, And then actually in the afternoon, I've got a heart MRI, which was because they saw a little bit of fluid on the membrane. Um, So they just want to have a closer look at that. It's 90 minutes, the heart MRI. You're in there for 90 minutes. So I hope they've got good, they've got Spotify. Yeah, that is a long time. That is a A long time, time, isn't it? I don't mind being in those tubes or whatever it is. Just yeah. close your eyes and, yeah. you know, it's... Um, I think once you get used to the initial shock of being there, you can, like, use your mind to get yourself somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. 
And it's weird because, you know, I keep saying it's been five weeks. It was five weeks from the treat, but actually prior to getting told, like I had this very scary, very complicated, Mm. malignant cancer going on prior to that, you know, I was still, I had seen a chest specialist and I was having tests. So that was six weeks. So Dinch and I were saying that it's been the first time in six weeks that we haven't had to be dashing somewhere, going into a hospital. Going- yeah. And that was yeah. how my diary was yeah. kind of, that was, so now I'm getting used to not like yeah. that being more sporadic, which is also kind of also weird. Yeah. A different, a totally different rhythm, a different, different way of, yeah. Different pace of life again. Yeah, exactly. So we're both a bit like, oh, this week we haven't had to be anywhere. So that will be what, yeah, what happens on Tuesday. And actually in the meantime, I did get a call from Dr. Newbold, my my thyroid oncologist. Mm. She was checking in and I also, you know, I've checked in with the nurse just to kind of the clinical nurse. She's the woman that sort of, you know, is across everything. She's the third one. I think I mentioned that, that I've had. Is there really meant to be like your main point of contact if you've got any questions or, you know, so like I'm taking a flight, Dinch and I are going to go to Istanbul in, in a few weeks. And I had a question about that because, you know, I know that there's a risk of blood clot in these, yeah. with these drugs. So I have to be really mindful of, you know, everything yeah. I'm doing just mm. in case there's a risk or something. Yeah. Um, so she wrote back with some exercises I can do and I might get those really sexy tight socks. The, socks, the tight socks, yeah, the sucky socks. The, yeah. Yeah. I might yeah. get myself some of them. So, um, so yeah, so there is that contact, but it's kind of weird. I feel like they've sort of gone, here are the drugs, off you go, see yeah. you in two weeks time. And I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's really interesting because like, there were a few people like close to me who I hadn't yet told, Mm. Um, you know, as time went by in that foggy nightmare, there were just people that didn't know. And I wasn't going to go, Hey, how are you doing? I just wanted to update you on what's been going on. And then what I find is telling those people everything that's happened, you know, and trying to keep it succinct. And it's very complicated and it's confusing and a lot's gone on, you know, I, I suppose I could just say, oh, I just need to let you know, like, it's really difficult news, but like, I've been diagnosed with thyroid cancer and I'm on treatment. Yeah. That's kind of all you need to say, but obviously there's going to be questions and stuff. So again, audios, hello. Listen to this four part series. Yeah. Off you go now. It's like, (laughs) go and spend two hours listening to this or whatever it it is. But what I realise is that people don't know what a thyroid is. This is one of my questions I was going to ask you. So people are familiar with what like lungs and they have an idea of what lymph nodes are. But a thyroid, like I know it sits in your neck and I and I and, and I know it, it's responsible for like, you know, produces hormones, it's responsible for regulating things. But like what it looks like, I've no idea. And I don't even know, really know where it sits in the neck. Like Katie. That's so interesting that you had that thought. So we didn't, we haven't talked about no, this. No, we, no, no. Like, new like we don't talk in between these audios. No. Not, not for any reason. <laughs> yeah. not don't do don't get in touch with me, okay? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you but it's almost... One hour a week and that is it. Um, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we don't. We don't, we don't. We don't, but I feel like we've fallen into that because we almost want this to be fresh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, think, and think, so it's really interesting that you had that question. So what I did was I tapped into my resource yeah. and I asked 
my stepdad, who I sometimes call Doc. Doc, okay. I said to him, now he's pretty old school. And by the way, I have worked for him as his secretary in my teens, which was an experience. Um, Because what doctors do is they, they, they have dictaphones and they, they They dictate and and their secretary types yeah yeah, they dictate letters that's what they do they spend a lot of time is that that that. just because their handwriting is so bad they have to do that (laughs) probably (laughs) so I just said to him you know realizing that people don't all know what thyroid is and the reason that I have some sense of thyroid is because I was going on a fertility journey and they check your thyroid (laughs) yeah And the reason they do that, I think, and again, like this is not verbatim science. So please, you know, don't like go away and do your own research. But um, because your thyroid is very much the hormone that deals with your metabolism, Mm. um, it also like is important when it comes to like ovarian like function and reproductive function and how your ovaries um, fertilize when they meet sperm. Mm. So that's kind of the role. It has, it plays a role fundamentally in in your metabolic rate. That's what your thyroid does. And if that's overactive or underactive, it will affect your metabolic rate, but it can also affect like your emotions and how you're feeling. So in a very dictated way, The thyroid gland has very important functions in maintaining the constancy of the metabolic rate, amongst other things, full stop. Overactive thyroid will produce weight loss because it speeds up metabolic rate, and similarly, underactive thyroid will produce weight gain and other symptoms because of a reduced metabolic rate, full stop. There are a range of other functions which are a bit more subtle, but that is the essence of it. I did ask this just before, but you were frozen. Did you get the grammar? Yes, full stop. I'm like, who is he dictating this to? No, this is just what... Is so I've got, I've got another little bit here. An overactive thyroid will produce an increase in heart rate and sometimes atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heart rate, comma. It will also produce sweating, tremor of the hands in particular and a feeling of anxiety as well as some other symptoms so i i then said to him like how is my thyroid functioning now with the cancer and also why would they have checked it during fertility which i did go away and just have a little look at but he said to me that it will be functioning normally mm-hmm. So even though my thyroid's got cancer, it's still functioning normally. The reason for checking your function during fertility is because every cell in the body requires adequate thyroid function. Mm -hmm. So it's not just fertility, but basically it's important that it's working. It's sort of the powerhouse that kind of keeps a lot of other things going. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that's what struck me as well, is that, you know, people don't know, you're exactly right. People don't know what it is. And that's also makes it a bit more scary if you don't know. So of course, if you tell someone breast or lung or bowel, or they know those parts of their body and yeah, it sits in the, in the middle of your neck and it actually looks a bit like a butterfly. It's a bit of a butterfly shape. Yeah. So telling people who don't know the backstory actually no fault of theirs at all but it's really tiring and it's really heavy 
because I find myself apologizing because I realize that what I'm telling them, what I'm going through is going to affect them. Mm. And it changes the mood as well. Like suddenly it was great to see you and it was all jolly and lovely. And now I've done this to you. That's how I feel. Oh gosh. Okay. I know know that that's again, a very personal, probably a lot of my own issues, but like, that's how I feel. I'm really sorry to tell you this. And then, you know, after that exchange and that experience, I, I genuinely feel really tired, really so, tired. You must feel so drained because even if it's in a, you are reliving it every time you're telling it. And that's a lot yeah. to put yourself through. However, that affects you emotionally, psychologically, cellularly retelling this. Like it's a lot, it's a lot to go through. I think, I think you're right. I think it, it brings it all back. Back. Their response and their shock reminds me what I'm going through and takes me back to who I was before. Because, you know, a second ago, they just knew old me. They knew me without cancer. But also, you know, there's a kind of, um, there's this feeling of responsibility for the feeling I've just brought up in them. Mm. And that's not my fault. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) To quote Dead Pet Society. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. So, yeah, Yeah. so that's been, it's been interesting this week. Um, The last sort of, actually, it was, you know, the last, the last 10 days or something telling people like you were catching up. And then I have found as well that what I didn't really realize is that Instagram like finds your contacts. And so I'm getting messages from people saying, oh my God, first of all, I got a message from a friend saying, is this you with a screen grab? Because, you know, and another friend saying, have I been hacked? Um, didn't know because they just hadn't. They didn't know. And then real shock. And then, you know, more questions. So again, I'll add them to the audio list. Um, So it's starting to have a ripple, you know, it's like, it's the ripple effect and it takes me right back to yeah. the beginning again um and it's a reminder and you know in some ways I don't I don't mind it because I want I don't I want it to feel fresh I don't it's like I don't want to get used to it yes, I don't, don't want to get used to telling it like just trotting two sentences out and that being not like, just that I don't want to get used to the cancer I don't want yeah. to feel like oh I've forgotten what you know I've, I've forgotten what life was like like yeah. I just like I've said before, I just, it's not here to stay, you know, that's how I feel at the moment. And that really might change, but that's how I feel at the moment. Yeah. So it's interesting, like the connections that people are making and, and also, you know, another thing which I talked about with my friend on Saturday is boundaries and actually people saying, I'd love to see you. I'd love to go for a walk. Can I do something? Can I bring, and and me saying, I'll let you know. I feel selfish. And my friend said, no, I don't like that word. You're not. You're just taking care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself. You know, it's funny. Again, self-care. You know, we think that's having a bath and lighting a candle. No, 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 no. You know, and there is something in that that is important. But real self-care, I think, is actually the ability to say, I care about you. But at the moment, I'm caring about myself first. Yeah. Yeah, your own your own um, oxygen mask first. Yeah, yeah, and and so like that's the thing. I think all of these things that I do trust and believe in, um, 
and live by. I'm really living by. I really you're the, am. You're in the boot camp now. You're like, you're like practice, practice, practice. Yeah, living totally. It. Yeah. I think, yeah, I really, really am. It's amazing. Um, you know what, Claire, I was struggling a bit this week because I didn't have a mum joke, but I have, I have a voice note, which I'm going to go on mute and I'm going to listen to on 1.5 and I'll judge if I think it's okay, appropriate okay, for now. Okay. So on just, hold, okay, callers. On hold. Oh, okay, good old, okay. good old mum. She never fails. Oh, brilliant! Okay. Uh, but this has to come with a warning. Yeah. For all what? you vegetarians and vegans out there, my mum was brought up by a butcher. Okay. So you know, she, her father was a butcher. Her brother's a butcher. <laughs> so you're going to have to just, yeah, deal with that part. Um, here goes. Oh, hi, darling. Um, I've only just picked this message up. Sorry, and you've probably started your chat to Claire, which I think she's an excellent chatter to her, and you're an excellent recipient of the chatter to her. Um, anyway, well, the only thing I can think of is that I feel that you've been lacking chicken soup, and I know you're on medication, and I know he stopped all your vitamins, but I do think that good old Jewish penicillin is what might help you even more. So next weekend, I'm going to make you a lovely big bowl of chicken soup with lots of lovely dead chickens in it. That's all I can think of. I know it sounds horrible, doesn't it? But there you are. Lots of vegetables as well. So I hope you're getting on all right, and I'll speak to you later. (laughs) Well, oh mum good old mum I don't think she's wrong though a good bit of, a good bit yeah and actually this is my second dose of chicken soup she she that was that was the first honestly I'm not joking to you the first thing she did when this happened was she panicked about getting all the ingredients together so she could make chicken soup and she was driving from London to the New Forest and we were going to meet her. Oh, no, that's right. She took me there. I'd had that horrible core biopsy and didn't have to stay in London for a few hours. So she drove me and it was like this panic that she would have not just the ingredients, but the right pot to cook it in and everything. And we got back and I was not in a good way when we got there and she was just cooking chicken soup. So, um, there we go. Now she'll be thrilled that I actually played that because she has said to me, um, she actually said to me for a second time, I'm looking forward to coming on the audio. Do you and think I said, we, well, you'll have to wait to be invited. Do you think we can keep her at bay by asking for her chicken soup recipe and putting it on the gram, Katie? That could, that could be some content for you. Mama's, mama's chicken soup, mama's Jewish penicillin. Exactly what I was that's thinking. Great minds. Yeah. Great minds. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's mum's joke for this week. Not really a joke, but you know. Um, it's, just, it's just the dead chickens. I've never seen Jamie Oliver or anyone. They just normally say just chicken. They say dead chicken. But I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? It's fine. It's fine. Thanks. Thanks, mum. Thanks. Um, but yeah. And do, do you feel, was it, was it, did it feel restorative having some good homemade chicken broth? Did you have it? When you yeah, it you know what? Early those early days, I was I couldn't eat because of how anxious I felt, which is yeah. not like me at all. Mm. I was just, and I felt that I have to eat because I I know that if I've got nutrition in me and yeah. just even you know like some healthy weight, it's going to just help me get through. What I didn't know, I thought I might be on chemo or yeah. so. Um, 
Yeah, but I could eat her chicken soup, but like taking out the bits, like, oh, there's a little bit of bone there. Oh, there's a bit of gristle. Mmm, lovely. Um, but it's very good chicken soup. It is very good. So, yes, I look forward to that. Thanks, well, Mum. Recipe, recipe coming soon. Um, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I've got some amazing, I haven't been back to the ponds yet mm. because it's been a bit cold. Nippy. Um, I will be going back for sure. And I've had a few people saying, oh, I'll come with you. Um, but we'll, we'll take got, a picture, take a picture while you're there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, but I got sent, I, it's such a great gift. I got sent from my friend, a dry robe. Oh, wow. I know. Okay genius he sent me a message he said something's coming for you and I couldn't put my name on it and I forgot to and I opened this dry robe and I was like took a picture so there we go got another picture for Instagram um I was like thank you so much that's a heavenly gift amazing oh my god such a great gift really sweet so I'll be wearing that and I got the socks and the gloves they came in in the post I got those from Amazon um so we're good to go Claire brilliant I feel we need a picture of you in your uh, outdoor swimming uh, clubber as well. That's coming too, for sure. Suited and booted. Um, well, yes, listen, my love. Thank lo- you. Loads of love, and I will um, speak to you next week. Good luck for Tuesday, my dear. Thanks, Claire. Lots of love. Thank love you. Love you too. Bye, darling. Bye, bye, darling. bye, bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Talking with Cancer. Feel free to share the show or give us a review on Apple's podcast, Spotify, or Google. It could help other people find out about us and might help someone you don't know who's got questions about cancer. Please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Either via our Instagram, which is talking underscore with cancer, or you can email us hello at talkingwithcancer.com. See you next time. Bye.